Hi, everybody. Welcome to the B2B Sales Podcast. I'm Skip Miller. And I'm Thibaut Suiris. Every two weeks, we're going to be interviewing thought leaders, experts, and top performers in B2B sales. And every other week, we'll share tactical tips and insights on how to start conversations, generate opportunities, and close deals faster. We're on a mission to change the way people see sales. As you know, sales is a profession that is one of the most rewarding ever. Yet people are afraid to try or really extend themselves. And this isn't really good. This podcast is brought to you by Sales Labs and M3 Learning. If you want to attend the recording of the podcast episodes and ask your questions to the guests, you can join the Selling Advantage community. It's a $25 a month subscription where you get access to a community of B2B salespeople, exclusive events, and tactical resources to help you close bigger deals faster. Join today and get one month for free at www.sellingadvantage.io. So get ready for your dose of sales wisdom, tools, and tactics, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this new episode of the B2B Sales Podcast, where today we skip. Um, and we're going to do a small episode where I'm going to take advantage of having such an expert in front of me so you can help me close more business. So, Skip, how are you doing first? Very good. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. You got your coffee. Everything's ready. So let me tell you about a topic, uh, something that happened to me very often. So I did a post recently about being blocked by sales enablement. So as you know, in our business, we often talk with uh, ATLs, VPs of sales, CROs. And there's this new thing that happened that appeared like a while ago, a few, a few years ago, which is called sales enablement. And very often I get like, you know, I identified some trains, uh, I get some good energy with the VP and then they tell me, okay, we need to talk to sales enablement before uh, getting this training going. And in 100% of cases where enablement was involved, they blocked my deal basically. And so I'm curious to know if there's something you are familiar with and what can I do to solve that? Sales enablement function is in the last five, 10 years, right? It's been grown very, very, very important. Mm -hmm. um, the revenue streams and the cost of the sales function. Um, you know, we've got to grow 2x revenue. We're 22% of, 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 of budget. So 22 cents of every dollar the company earns is spent on sales. So it's a highly visible thing. And once companies get to 20, 30, 100, 200, a billion, there's so many moving parts. So, you know, sales enablement is a really important function to, to control all the knobs. I mean, the CRO, VP of sales, besides revenue, what you want to talk about? I mean, we got to get the right hires. We got to get moving. So sales enablement is important. Most sales enablement people have their current agenda. And any anytime anybody all of a sudden says, you know, here's a new idea. I mean, there's 14 other agenda items that we got to be moved because it's pretty well set. <laughs> so that's sad, right? We're not going to discount and say the sales enablement teams are blockers or 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 or, or not a good thing because they are, right? Um, so let's assume that you had a conversation with the VP of sales, the CSO, the CRO, and they said, "Great, go talk to my sales enablement people." My question number one is, what did you say to the VP of sales? How did that conversation go? So, I mean, on the on the recent deals I had, we were talking about, they were telling me, okay, so what we want is to generate more opportunities. So reply rate is too low. We don't have enough meetings. So I asked them, okay, how many meetings? What are your meeting targets? Trying to understand how much pipeline they want to build to find the problem. 
the size of the problem. And then they, you know, seemed like there was some energy and then they're telling me, okay, now just go and talk with the enablement. Then we set a meeting with enablement and, you know, the answer we get is, yeah, is I'm being blocked. So that's the conversation we have. So, so let's dissect that, okay? You have an initial conversation with an ATL, VP mm -hmm. sales, CRO, CSO, and it goes well. And then they're like, they know enough to be interested. Mm -hmm. They also know enough. They don't have time to figure out all the details. Yeah. So that's where they're at. So what do they do? They delegate. Yeah. They say, go talk to sales and admin. By them telling you that, who's now in charge of the sale? I am, I guess. Or Really? You're being, you're being told what to do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sales and admin. Yeah. yeah. So who's in charge of the sale? No, that's true. So basically they're telling me, okay, now. Right. So, so, so yeah. how did you lose control of the sale? Uh, I'll tell you exactly how you lost control of the sale. Yeah. You didn't know your next steps. Right. So when the buyer says, this sounds interested, and instead of saying, tell me more, they go, hmm, why don't you go talk to my sales and analytics team? You could say, John, that's great option one. Option two might be a little bit easier. And then go ahead and explain your option two or option three. Because there's no way you want to lose control of this sale right now. And to the VP or the ATL buyer, they're sitting there going, go talk to my staff. And if it bubbles up pretty high, it'll come back to me. <laughs> and they've just slammed the door. So why don't you have a potential next step in mind? John, typically we see that sales and ailment thing. And, and what I'm going to propose is this. To make sure we do a good job, give me two or three of your top reports. You know, your, your regional VPs, your top salespeople, let me go talk to them. I'll come back to you with what I've heard and some ideas. And at that point, we can figure out what to do. So could yeah. you just, give me, that's option one. Let me go talk to some people. Option two, John, who's, who's one of your best managers? Let me talk to you, one of your best managers and two or three of the salespeople. I'm going to put together like a mini program together for them, you know, a couple hours on Zoom, and then let them try to do some stuff. And they'll come back within a week saying if it was worth anything or not. So why don't we just do like a mini trial here? I mean, come up with some options rather than be thrown into an, an area where they've got their full agenda, they're overworked, <laughs> they don't want anything more added to their plate. And, and they've already heard the ATL say, these are my priorities, and they're working on stuff. Now you're just an added thing on the working on stuff pile and you're not going to get the attention you need. So you lost control of the sale at the end of the sale with the VP might be uh, something you want to look at. I love it. It's so... Don't you hate, don't you hate how simple this is? I hate it because when you're in it, in it, it sounds so complicated, but I love the pushback where, okay, that's a great idea, but why don't I do that? And I think it's great because it surprises the person, the ATL. They're like, huh? Like no one's doing that. But they're like, oh, that sounds that sounds brilliant. And then, and I will come back to you. And so, so I think it's more like, don't push me back. You know, don't put me to the kids' table. Let me do some work and come back to the adult adult table. So I, I think it's it's really nice. And sales enablement is an important part of the functionality of anything. And they've got their hands full like everybody else something new on the pile is going to get initially rejected. Yeah. It's going to be like, you know, one more thing on the pile of stuff I've got to organize. So and, and it doesn't matter if it's 
sales to sales enablement, if it's you know manufacturing to the manufacturing assistants, if it's you know to the process people, if it's marketing to the marketing admin. I mean, every organization is set up this way. Yeah. So what we need to do when we have the ATL on the phone is figure out what homework assignments or what next steps we want to have happen rather than, hey, I got told by the ATL what to do. So I'm yeah. on a mission now. Yeah. <laughs> you, then, you, you, you lost control. Yeah. And there's a whole chapter in your book about that. I remember reading this book and I was like, yeah, that's brilliant. And it's crazy that I forgot <laughs> about that. So I'm even training people on, but I forget about that sometimes. So uh, let's take another, another situation. Remember, remember, these homework assignments must be mutual. It can't yeah. be just doing something, right? I seriously want to talk to some of your top players to find out what's really going on. So yeah. then I can sit back and say, does our stuff fit or not? So before we even get sales enablement involved or anything else like that, why don't we just do this first or, mm-hmm. or this second? Come up with some some different strategies other than just doing what the customer tells you to do, because that's probably, you know, not a good control thing to have. Yeah. And we all get in that where we're like, oh, they're super excited, you know, and, and then we just <laughs> it. So I think it's a, I've been working a lot on this, on, on getting control, but I'm going to try this one. And let's say I have another most deal. Deals, most deals that I've done recently in the last couple of years where sales and elements involved, it's yeah. been great. Great people, great things, great, great everything. But up front, when I talked to the VP of sales, we had our own little dialogue going on back and forth mm-hmm. before we actually got you know sales involved. Because by that time at the ATL level, they'd already gone from I got it to I got it. They yeah. were already taken ownership of this and said, we have to have this. And then now there's some energy rather than you're just one of a dozen things. Yeah, love it. I have another deal right now where I got in, someone in enablement got in touch with me. She wants to organize like session training, a bunch of things. She's a BTL in that case. And, uh, you know, I kind of like got a call. We understood a bit what she wanted to do. But there's, you know, I'm having a hard time going to the ATL. So what would be a, a strategy or tactic to go from BTL to ATL and get them involved? Why, why do they want to have you talk to them? Because they like my stuff. That's actually the BTL reason. She likes my stuff. Woof. <laughs> yeah. What's the problem? Uh, I, did, I wasn't able to find it, to find one. So I don't think there's a problem right now. How much is the deal worth? I don't know, 5K, something like that. I don't know, nothing right, big. So you know, the size of the, you know the size of the solution, but you don't know the size of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why are you even thinking about bidding something if you don't know the size of the problem? What's caused them to say we have to do something and what's the outcome expected for any investment being made? And where can we go to get this information? That's exactly the question I asked, but she didn't know. So, yeah. So where can we go to find that out? Obviously, you've got a, a senior leader of sales where can we go to, to talk to him or her about what they're looking for? That's what I need to ask her. Yeah. I, I, I'm dead serious. I had the same thing. I had some VP of HR call me or some director of HR call me and said, we want sales training. I go, well, what kind of training? She goes, sales training. I go, do you want prospecting, outbounding, sales cycle control? You know, what do you want? She goes, well, how much is it? I go, it depends on what you want. She goes, why are you being so difficult? I go, I'm not being difficult. I, I just don't know what your problems are. So we talked for another five, ten, 10 minutes. We, we hung up. The next day, the VP calls up and says, I'm sorry. What do you need to know? I mean, yeah. just <laughs> how can we actually start helping without curiosity up front has been a talk that we just, we just did. 
yeah. the person says, I don't know where to get these answers, where can we go to get them? Because if I don't know your problem, how do I know what aspirin to, 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 to uh, you know, prescribe? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Three words, I think, to remember, cause, outcome, decision. I think that's the, the, the three words. And I think when you approach any call with this thing, what's causing you to take a call right now, especially with inbound leads, because when we have inbound leads, we're so excited. They're like, you know, they want to talk with us. They want to work with us. And then we get like all carried away. Whereas without a problem, you know, maybe I can close the deal, but it's going to be like a lucky shot. Nothing more. Curiosity is, is top of the hill. Remember my goal on a sales call is to hunt for trains and identify gaps. Why is the train in the train station? Yeah. It's, it's, it, we can't lose that. I mean, why do they call me? They like my stuff. I, I got a whole bunch of books out there. Tons of people like my stuff. But if they don't have a problem, they're not going to spend any energy. They're not going to spend any money. Yeah. Great. I love having this podcast with you because I get free coaching. And so, <laughs> that's really nice. And everyone else no, it, has it too. And again, this happens in tech. It happens in manufacturing. It happens in services, right? We're talking to an ATL and it goes well, and we don't think of next steps. So when the ATL says, here's a good next step, we go, great. I'm being told by the ATL what to do next. This is perfect. And, you know, geez, there goes control right out the window. Absolutely. Great. And, and, and that's, again, you need to think, if I've got an ATL on the phone and it goes, well, here's three or four potential next steps. Mm -hmm. Which one do I, at the end of the deal, which one do I want to select? Rather than invent a next step at the end of a sale. Yeah. Because that's probably not going to go too well and not well thought out. So it could be, let me talk to some people. Let me do a quick trial. Please send me some stuff I can read. Where else in the organization do you think I should go to get some information to get back to you? There's numerous next steps that you can come up with and then select from rather than, you know, wing it, which typically doesn't really end well. Yeah. Got it. So I'm going to back, go back and prepare my calls. Cool. <laughs> and, and again, there's nothing, wrong, there's nothing wrong with going back to the, the, the ATLs you've recently talked to and said, listen, I'm talking to your sales and they're great. I need more information. Mm. Where else in the organization can I get? Can I talk to your two, three top salespeople you know, or top three, three managers so I can really understand what the problem is? It might be, I mean, if you're willing to do all that grunt work, go ahead. It's free. You're not going to charge them anything. Yeah. Got it. Good. Any last word? It, it is so easy to be nervous when you're talking to the ATL to just, you know, whatever they say, the customer is always right. Do what the customer wants. Buyers want to be led, but they want to be led to a buy process, not a sales process. And it's up to you to think of next and next, next steps before the meeting starts yeah. so that you are intentional and directional. Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple. Yeah, and the more the more it goes, the more I practice that, the more we, we talk and hang out, the more I realize it's also a lot about the attitude. And if you're prepared well, or you know, if you know about your deals, and if you if you feel in a great state where you have a good pipeline, and you know, if you just go with the flow, you're gonna be average, mediocre, I think. If you just go and be proactive and and understand when you can lose the deal, pushing back and say, and proposing options, I think that's. That's a great thing. And I think it's a lot about attitude and, and experience selling. So 
I feel like that's also a big thing people sometimes forget is that, yeah, it's really about showing the right attitude and being really proactive and intentional. So inbound, outbound, I don't care. As soon as I start talking to a potential customer, I'm on a mission. I want to find out what their issues and challenges are, what their gaps are, and then make a decision right now. Do we have anything that can help? Sometimes we don't have anything that can help. They're on a mission to do compensation programs or territory reassignments. I mean, we don't do that kind of consulting. So, you know, I'm on a mission to find out what the challenges and gaps are. And if the trains that are in the station are current to what we might be able to help. If not, no harm, no foul. I'll talk to you in six months from now, whatever else. But without that natural curiosity, without that, why'd you take the call and then listen for sales training or listen to stuff that's about us? That doesn't help anybody. I mean, that's got a bias that doesn't belong. Yeah. Great. Cool. So thanks for the the tip, Skip. I'm sure everyone will really like it and really, so quick step for everyone, prepare your calls, make sure you have next steps and hunt for trains. So thanks, Skip, for for this really cool uh, tips and talk to you in a week. Happy to. Good stuff. Thanks. Thanks for listening to that episode. If you like what you hear and you want to explore more, I invite you to join the Selling Advantage community. It's a paid community we're running with Skip Miller, where you're going to get access to a content library with training, checklist, and exclusive resources. You'll also get access to our experimentation swipe file and a Discord group with 150 Texas people. We also have online events where we invite special guests, a regular Ask Us Anything, and our content is focused on sales for North America and EMEA. If you want to check it out, go to sellingadvantage.io or click on the link in the show notes and you'll be able to sign up. 